So is my mic all blown out now? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay, good. Is my mic turned on? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey everybody, my name is Michael Rosso. This is Film Photography Project, issue number... Issue? Show number one... Volume nine. Show number 114, December 1st, 2014. And uh, I'm here in the studio, uh, currently in the studio with um, Mark Dalzell and uh, John Fideli. Yeah, you got any more of that seltzer? Yes. Would you like one? Yeah, I would. Uh, Can you walk over there? (laughs) If you got it, it would be so much better. (laughs) Good, he's gone. Let's talk about him. What's with that jacket? Oh, man. And those shoes? What? No, I'll, I'll drink it. I'm parched. Oh, yeah. I drink like two of these a day. Thanks, man. <laughs> John's uh, bleeding his I'm seltzer. I'm letting out some gas. Yes. From my seltzer bottle. Prime okay. the pump. Momentarily, Matt Marash and Leslie Lazenby will be here. Well, this is a very exciting show. What's the show? Because the, the featured discussion is about DR5. DR5 is the process. It's dr5.com. You send your black and white film to DR5, and with their special process, they will process your film as a positive, as a black and white slide, and they do an amazing job, and Matt Marash is going to be heading up that report later on in the show. Uh, Leslie's going to be talking about her Fulmer and Schwing camera. Schwing. We'll have a book of the month, letters, and, and a lot more. Let's open up the day with uh, this letter from Howard, uh, because this has to do with a coupon code for thedarkroom.com, which is currently coupon? going on. Howard says, I just wanted to send you and your crew a thank you for arranging the unbelievable, that's all, in all caps, unbelievable, the darkroom coupon code. I prepaid for nine roles to be developed. You guys are awesome. Wow. Folks listening, here we are December 1st. We have six more days to go to thedarkroom.com and get 35% off by using the code FPP350FF. That's FPP35OFF. Everything. Everything. It's crazy. Yes. So Even if you're like getting like stuff printed on bamboo and everything. metal? The only thing it doesn't apply for is you can't get 35% off a gift certificate, and right. you can't get 35% off a pre-existing sale. Okay. Thedarkroom.com, our pals on the West Coast, uh, they mail internationally, so everyone could, you know... Have Everybody in the this. world can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so six more days with that. So, so hurry up. I'll be playing a spot later for that. Uh, here's a letter from Jan... Freed. Get your glasses Freed. out for that one. Freed. Oh, oh no, it's John. Why don't you give John, it's John the Freed. tiniest letter. Freed Fertig. Where's he actually from? He's from, <laughs> Sorry, San, I'm eating he's from Sandia Park, New Mexico. I want everyone to know, listening, first of all, thank you. Yeah, for it's me. very good handwriting. It's just that his signature went over his... Thank you for joining us. And uh, before the sugar and caffeine frenzy begins oh, with the rest God. of the gang here, oh, I'm having a base. Like, I'm putting a base in my stomach. Yeah. Fridation. Fried furtig. Yeah. Banana. Fried furtig? What's he saying? Those are good. Read it. What, oh. is, it, what is he or she uh, saying? I am sending you the fruits of a bit of gas attack. Hopefully, you can find good homes or uses for these. Use them, keep them, give them away, or whatever. Helps the good work you're, you are doing. Yes, it does. Everything you send in definitely helps the good work we are doing. Yes, thank you very much. What do you much. send in? Oh, it doesn't say? No. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Polaroid Alpha 
in yep. the case in a Pentax Auto 110 kit. Yes. Wow. It, they're over in the, they're over in the uh, shipping room. Fancy. I, I, I'd like I to bring see that 110 kit. Like in the briefcase, the middle, like the middle briefcase deal? Like the one yes. you bought in England? Yes, it's a kit. Yeah. It's a kit. Ooh, I don't I think it's see a, what I lenses are in I there. I don't think it's a briefcase. I think it's in a cardboard. Oh. This is the, uh, what's it's it called? It's a little tiny SLR, 110 what's SLR. It, what's it, who makes it? Pentax. Pentax. It's called the Pentax Auto 110. It's Auto. A, it's a 110 camera, but it's, it's, a, it's a tiny SLR. little SLR. Yeah. It's a it's tiny a motor yeah. winder. It's flash. like in between a spy camera and It has like five lenses. 35. Awesome. Uh, last episode, we... Last episode? Last episode, we had a Previously roll, on? We had a roll-in. A Hunter Man on the Street was at the PDN Photo Expo yes. in, in October. Mm. Uh, this is a letter from, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Mr. Brian Reynolds. He came on our various walks in New York. He has a beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Large, did he have a large format camera? He might have. Was that the guy that was? we were always getting... Like leaving him behind? behind? Taking yeah. a picture of the tree? Brian, did we leave you behind in New York? A couple of times. A couple of times. He says, I'm no hunter man on the street, but here are my impressions of the Photo Plus Expo 2014, which is the same as the PDM. I spoke briefly with Matt Mirage, who was at the LumaPro Midwest Photo Exchange booth. That's where Matt works. I didn't want to take up too much of his time since he was on the job. I also spoke with Derek Story of The Digital Story, thedigitalstory.com. He was the first podcast I ever listened to, although, as the name suggests, it is primarily a digital podcast. Derek has always welcomed my film entries into his monthly assignments. We discussed my photos for the Shot From Behind assignment and why he chose the one he featured in his monthly gallery. Over at the Made in Germany booths... <laughs> oh. Oh. What? No. Too soon? <laughs> I saw... <laughs> I saw Jobo and Cat Labs. That's catlabs.info. They are it's the not US catlabs.meow. <laughs> they are the No. All right, sorry. They're the US distributor for Jobo's processors. Hmm. They had several of the Jobo sheet film tanks and the CL81 8x10 processing reel on display. The CL81 is a Cat Labs Kickstarter project that ran earlier in the year and shipped on time. Yeah. I talked with someone at the Fujifilm booth about the discontinuation of FP3000B. Yeah. What do you have to say? It doesn't say. The uh. Fujifilm 667 medium format rangefinder and Kodak's E6 films. Sorry, dude. Yes. <laughs> he kindly gave me some Provia 100F and Velvia 50 film in 35mm N120 to try out nice. f- for my stereo photography. Oh. Yeah, how about that? I remember him. He's got the little glasses. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I took a nice uh, Polaroid of him looking through his stereoscopic glasses. I was disappointed that Kodak Alaris, Ilford Photo, Harman Technologies, Ricoh Pentax, and Freestyle were not at the show. Wow. (laughs) Unfortunately, this meant I didn't have a chance to have my annual talk with Keith Cannon. Mm. Mm. And one last letter before we start talking about cameras. Hey. Hey. I've been listening to the FPP for about a year now, and I absolutely love it. Not only that, just making sure, just making sure we're recording. Oh, jeez. Not only that, <laughs> what you guys are doing for film photography and the continued features and additions you're adding to the site are amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, you do a good job with that, Mike. Thank you. I do. I do put a lot of work every day. I, I can't wait to put my next order through the FPP store, great, and start doing color developing at home. There you go. And getting to shoot some of that Kodak Vision 3 stock. Just want to thank you for all the hard work. Keep it up. Also, I noticed on the FPP Flickr group that to be featured on the site, the main FPP site, I need to make my photos downloadable. 
I have added you as a friend so that you have access to my downloadable files. Aww, so cool. if I'm doing a blog on the FPP, let's say I'm doing a blog on Kodak Ektar film. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the, fl- the FPP Flickr <clears throat> uh, group. To get samples. And I'll type in Kodak Ektar, mm-hmm. and then whoever's pictures pop up, right. I will uh, see. First thing I'll do is see if they're downloadable. Because if not downloadable, I'll just move on to the next guy. Next. So if I'm going to use a picture on the site, I will download the picture. Then I will send a Flickr mail to that person saying, Hey, it's Mike from the FEP, and I'm doing a blog, and I'd like to feature your picture. I am loving my Ektar 100 and Portra 800 that I ordered from you guys and trying to spread the word good vibes by letting people know where I bought my film. Hello. Yes. I would like to say that Ektar is my favorite film. And it is king of deep, rich blues. Uh, mm. Delicious. I hope to snag a roll of Kodak Hawkeye before it is gone to get a taste of the, quote-unquote, Ektar 400. Mm. Have you shot with the Kodak Hawkeye? Your picture's yes, on it. Yeah, I uh, shot in uh, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, all the best. Drew, how do you spell that last name? I mean, how do you pronounce that last name? Uh, Amyot. Thank you, you Drew. Hey, listen. Amyot. Speaking of... Uh, Vision stock. Yes. You want to get your vision stock now because it's December. This is the time of year you want to be shooting it outside for people's Christmas lights and whatnot. Oh, listen to him. The car, but, the 500T? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. And, because uh, my, uh, my dentist, who goes all out for Halloween, yes. now just goes absolutely insane for Christmas. I mean, he puts lights on top of his house. Every square inch, <laughs> every square inch of his yard is filled... With some kind of uh, you know ornament or something. And these are lights, which are tungsten light. And they're, um, I can't wait to shoot that. But you didn't shoot his Halloweeny stuff. No, I didn't get out. I had the kids. Mm. So you know, you, if you have don't you get it, shot this. You haven't. Have you I, shot? I'm saving it. Okay. I was going to shoot it for Halloween, but I never got around to it. So now I'm saving it for Xmas. This sounds like a very good segue to do a very quick. We'll call Kodak Vision Three Minute. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little over a minute, but it'll be pretty tight. <clears throat> Kodak Vision Three film very quickly is. A motion picture film that's available only in much larger reels that the FPP cuts down and offers in the store. And we've been all shooting it. Mark's been shooting it. Yeah. Uh, Leslie loves it. You using a filter? Because I saw some daylight shots you did. I, yeah, no, I just shoot it straight. So it comes out kind of freaky he, and bluish. But mm-hmm. Oh, you used the 500T in daylight? No. no the 500 and the 50. Or no, uh, the 250? 250 is daylight. Is the fifty? Oh, oh. The fifty is daylight. Oh, okay. oh I thought the, the five hundred is the five hundred. Yeah, is. I just shot it outside. Uh, I mean, I just throw it in the camera, and sometimes I'm in, sometimes I'm out. But you get what you get. Let me ask you. Yes, please. Can you like apply an orange fil- orange filter in post on that, and like Photoshop it or something? It yeah. doesn't work that well. Well, no. you can't. I mean, you can I, always color shift. I, I, I have a. a we're talking yeah, about the tungsten film. Tungsten film is is balanced for indoor lights. Mm. So if you're shooting it outdoor, outdoor light generally speaking has blue U to it. So you put an 85 filter over your lens. It's an orange filter, mm-hmm. just like in college, right, John? Yeah, just like in college. I carry around a filter, and I've shot the 500T with the, with the 85 orange filter on. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. I've seen Beautiful. so many shots. Great. You know who took some great nighttime shots? With Le- 500T? Leslie. Yes. Oh, Did you see God. that gas station? Oh, my God. It was beautiful. It looked like, I don't know, it was like something out of like John Carpenter's... Starman. It looked did he direct Starman? <coughs> yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. That was his? Yeah. Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. Yeah, it was just great. This is a motion picture film, and what makes it unique is the fact that no lab... <laughs> we'll touch it. We'll touch it. Because <laughs> of the rim jet. 
because of the black carbon layer that's on it. The black carp people at home are like, Mike, we know. Black carp diem. <laughs> the black carbon layer is for transport and motion picture cameras. It's a motion picture camera film. All, all our friends, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> God, it's like deja vu all over again. Quentin Tarantino, all our pals. Who else? Jack Nicholson, is he yeah, shooting? Yeah, he's our friend. Abrams. <laughs> oh, J.J. Abrams yeah. uh, are shooting with this film. And you can too in your still camera, but you could be among the, the elite <laughs> if you're not developing yourself in the Unicolor C41 kit and just rubbing that rimjet off with your fingers. Just rub it. You can send it to Little Film Lab. Yes, yeah. they'll take care of it for you. Yeah. As a matter of fact, John, when you turn in your film, I'm going to send it over to Little Film Lab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Oh. They uh, sent me an email. Yeah. They said, "Wow, we've been getting a lot of inquiries right. from, from Film Photography uh, Project." Good. Great. Yes, that's cool, right? Well, anybody Spread who buys the film's got to develop it somehow. Yeah. So yeah, and that's the place to go. You just rub yours off. I just rub it. Up. Yeah, I just rub it against. My, uh, <laughs> you rub it on your back <laughs> like you're scratching. I was going to say like something disgusting, but we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm most thrilled about the. <laughs> I'm most thrilled about the 500T because in now it's it's holiday time. Yeah, lots of sh- lots stuff of going indoor on. stuff going on, and most indoor light at 500. ISO, hmm. it's and you have a you know yeah. a camera that opens up to like two point eight. You're yeah. you're ready you're to go. Incandescent light, yes, yeah. tungsten light. So when you say indoor light, if you shoot under fluorescent light, it's going to look blue, yeah. blue or, or green. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bl- yeah. I mean, it's not going to. It's going to. It's going to look. Funky. It's going to look cold. Well, cold. Uh, studio light. lights, tungsten lights are a little, little bit color temperature than your regular screw-in bulb. At yeah, home. I'm just saying, if if you if you know you can shoot it inside, if you shoot it inside at, in a gymnasium at a basketball hmm. game. Oh, those you know, it's going to come out very vapor looking. Yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to give you that warm look that you're thinking of. But Hanukkah lights and Christmas tree lights will all look spectacular. But that's our uh, Kodak Vision Three mm-hmm. film minute and a half. Minute and a half and three. Uh, if you have any questions, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> if you go to the Film Photography Project website, our website, mm-hmm. and go to the store and go into 35 millimeter. If you click on, see, what I love about the FPP store is when you click on a film, you know how, like, you go to a, one of those big box stores online, like, mm-hmm. they have a picture, they have a stock image mm-hmm. of the film, yeah. and then only the specs from the box the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. We have info about processing shots that Got I took, less user than shots. Took, user shots. Uh, and that gives you an opportunity to kind of see how the film's being used. Yeah. And there's many paragraphs about, like, the Remjet and how to. Slough it off. Let's uh, talk to Mark. Yeah, what do you got, Mark? Hey Up there. You know what? Let's take a quick break. Hey, everybody. It's Mike. It's that time of year where you're like, Oh, my God. I have to buy so-and-so a gift. What am I going to get them? <laughs> well, the FPP has put together a few gift packages that may make the ideal gift for your friend, or maybe for yourself. How about a Polaroid automatic land camera outfit? That's right, a Polaroid automatic land camera, a pack of film, a flash, all packaged beautifully in the original Polaroid carrying case. So for you or your friends that have not yet explored the Polaroid automatic land camera photography, that's the, as we call it, the crack and peel, where you pull the film out of the side of the camera, Wait a minute and then peel your print. It's amazing fun, and we now carry full outfits. For your friends that shoot 35mm, how about Eastman Double X 
black and white film, 19 rolls, packaged in a beautiful, authentic Eastman Kodak film can. That's right. That's the original Eastman Kodak double X can. These are very limited. It's an awesome gift idea for that photographer that has everything. I just wanted to let everyone know that these items are now in the store for the holiday season only. So please do check it out. Filmphotographystore.com, which is part of our main website. Let's get back to more show. Hey, we're back. Oh, no. uh, Mark is here, and he's going to talk about uh, a camera. Or two. Your choice. Talk about this guy. This guy right here. Look at that thing. This is the Kodak 35. The model is just called the 35. Uh, these came out in about 1938. Whoa. And this was, this is a historically, interestingly significant camera. Can I just ask you before, did you do any rebuilding with that? Nope. This, the, the, the leather or whatever, the plastic on the outside there, it's all uh, nice it, and shiny. Actually, it looks like leather. It's just Bakelite. It's just Bakel- That's Bakelite? It's just cast Bakelite really? to make it look like it's got leather on it. It's pretty cool. Fooled um, me. Yeah, so it's it's actually faux faux leather covered, which is cool because now it's yeah. eighty years old and it still looks brand yeah, new. Yeah, look at that, which is cool. I was going to say that's pretty good shape for. Yeah, no, this is uh, yeah, these came out in nineteen thirty eight. This this was so uh, as I was saying, this is historically interesting. It's called Kodak thirty five. Yeah, just Kodak thirty five. Kodak thirty five. This was Kodak's first thirty five millimeter that's camera. Right to the point. Yeah. So this was them saying, enough with 120, mm. 116, 118, all those wacky 620. things. 620. I don't think they had 620 yet. Okay. But uh, <laughs> all, the, all the weird stuff, 101. The weird stuff. Well, I mean, all the weird stuff that we don't know about anymore, like 101. But, but yeah, so this was their first camera that took 135, 35 millimeter film. And it was, it was sort of put head to head against uh, the Argus C3. Ah, really? Which is everyone's beloved brick camera. Yeah, this, this is much more... It looks like a way lighter camera and a much easier camera to use. When it's not fact, all steampunk and it's not. whatnot. Really? The, the Argus crushed it in every respect. Really? The Argus is a better camera in pretty much every respect. All right, so uh, hit me. This has, a couple of, this has a couple neat features. But basically, so what this is, is 35-millimeter camera. Um, they were made for about... In this, the, the original version was made for about seven years. They were available with either a 3.5, a 4.5, or a 5.6 lens in either a 50-millimeter or a 51-millimeter, mm. and then mixed combinations of all of those. Oh, 51-millimeter lens. Yeah. yeah, which is what the one I've got here. The one I've got is a 4.5, 51-millimeter. Why, why not just a 50-millimeter? Because the, the guy that made the oh, lens when they of... measured it, it turned out to be 51. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know where they came up with that number, but uh, maybe it converts to something cleaner in inches. You know, that might be exactly i don't know what but mm. yeah so for whatever reason there's there's mixed matches so actually i was just as i was saying earlier if you look these up online if you look up the specs there's no such thing as a 4.5 51 millimeter um, but obviously i've got one here in my hands and if you if you do google images you'll find other mm. ones so they they kind of mix and matched the lenses and, and shutters and things on them this one uh goes up to 150th of a second plus bulb and time uh, it has a bayonet m-sync flash mount so no x-sync on it but it does have a flash mount if you want to fool around with that it's not a rangefinder. So that was the big thing that made the Argus actually. So I've got an Argus C3 Arr. next to me. So that oh. was that was the big thing that made the Argus better. Is that the Ar- these Argus, cameras competed? Yeah, they were they went head to head against each other. But the Argus has the coupled rangefinder built in, which automatically makes it awesome. Yeah. But on true, the flip true. side of that, the cool thing about the Kodak is it's got a self timer, which is pretty cool for the age. 
Uh, it has this flip-up viewfinder, and the flip-up viewfinder is actually parallax hmm. corrected. So you would focus the camera, but then also focus your viewfinder. Oh, for look your at distance. that. So it, it changes your parallax, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, it has basically exactly the same as a C3. It's got um, a frame counter, and it's got your uh, frame stop, right, you know, right. your wind stop. You know, so when you advance your 35-millimeter film... It will stop at the next frame. It stops the next frame, yeah. So everything lines up nicely. And then as a tiny added bonus, because it doesn't have a rangefinder, they did give you the accessory shoe, so you could stick an accessory rangefinder up on the top mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's a, it's a solid little camera. It does have kind of a cool steampunk look to it. The thing that's really annoying to shoot... Not as cool as the Argus. Well, the Argus is just cool because it's square. It's just such a weird... Yeah, but it's got the dials and the focus. The thing that's really annoying about shooting with this is... The uh, hot bulb. We got a hot bulb here. Ooh, ooh hot bulb. Hot um, bulb. Yeah, I think I just broke Marks, it. what are you doing? You're taking it apart. Yeah, I just, I actually just broke it. Got this <laughs> part out. You just broke the camera. So the annoying thing about this is that to fire it, this is the, this is the shutter button. Is this little nub oh. on the side. That's, that's crazy. Which is really annoying. So it's actually kind of hard to reach in there and fire it. So it's, it's a little uncomfortable to shoot with, which is yeah. sort of odd. I don't know why they did it Hey, like it's that. the first camera. Give them a break. Well, what they did was <laughs> this, this whole lens assembly. I don't, I don't have a Kodak folder with me, but the whole lens assembly, they just took right off of like the old number twos, mm. the old 120 folders that they had. It was designed to be used on oh, folder. Oh, they reused parts. Like, sort of like uh, Taco Bell when they introduced a new sandwich. Yeah. It's the same exact mold from the previous. No, I'm not kidding. You're crazy. <laughs> they just mix and match. So that's what this was. Is this, yeah, this this lens wasn't really designed to be built into a camera like this. But anyway, here it is. It does. It works. It works pretty well. Uh, it shot. You know, it come. It came out pretty sharp. The uh, I actually shot black and white, so I don't know what it would do with color. And then what they did was uh, in the in the mid 40s. I think 45, 47. They came out with the Kodak 35RF, which was the rangefinder, the coupled rangefinder version, which the the rangefinder kind of wrapped around the top of the camera and it made this really kind of cool lumpy thing. It looks like an imperial droid. <laughs> Why couldn't you know? they just nick the design from the Argus? Argus. I don't know. The Argus, it's called. A, it's not called a brick for nothing. It's a brick. The Kodak 35 is is much more streamlined. You can't like um, you know uh, injure yourself as easily on it. <laughs> You would agree. You can't use it as a weapon like you could the Argus. Doesn't though. have the sharp edges. It's, I'm, I'm guessing it's lighter. No, yeah, the, uh, yeah the, the Kodak is definitely lighter because it's, yeah, it's, it's aluminum and Bakelite, and it's not a big, you did, know. Did you get any enjoyment out of shooting the Kodak 35, or was it a little clunky and difficult? It was mostly clunky. Um, you know, the, the viewfinder is hard, a little hard to see through. Not having a rangefinder is annoying. I've been I've been really into SLRs the last few months. So switching from a modern SLR to a 1930s, you know, uh, zone focus camera is a little annoying. How did, how did the pictures turn out? They, the pictures came out fine. Uh, I was also I was not only experimenting with this camera. I was experimenting with film. So the film I shot was actually uh, Kodachrome. So I actually put a roll of Kodachrome 64 oh. through it. I thought in honor of shooting Kodak's first 35. I would shoot their famous Kodachrome. So, so the Kodachrome was expired, and obviously mm. I did not correctly process it. So yeah. uh, it it's came out kind of wacky looking. Which black is, and white? Or, uh, I process it black and white. Yeah. Uh, for folks listening, Kodak Kodachrome K14 processing uh, ceased to exist at the end of 2010. Uh, we la- got in. We got in at the last second. We did. Did you shoot any? Yeah. You did? Yeah. yeah, I got like three rolls in. 
before they shut her down, Mike. The last processor in the world, of course, was Dwayne's photo in Parsons, Kansas. Um, those were days before you were fully into film photography. Just before, unfortunately. Mm. I would like to have sent a roll so, in. So existing roles you have of Kodachrome that you come across that you just happen to shoot, or if you find an exposed role, what is the process well, you can basically develop it in pretty much any black and white. I did D76, uh, six minutes at 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Otherwise, I developed it same as normal. The only other thing which we can also mention is the Remjet. But um, the only thing that came out really kind of interesting on the negatives is the negative is actually on sort of a yellowish base. So it has kind of an amber, weird yellowish Ooh. amber look to it. So it's clearly something different. So, you know, you can spot Kodachrome negatives, you know, you, black you and white. You have that up in your flicker? Uh, yep, it's up on the stream Is it there. tagged Kodachrome? Yep, yep. Oh, Tag to it. And, it. and it was shot with the Kodak 35. So you can, either way, you can see. So you can check it out. And I was doing some bracketing because I wasn't sure. Because I knew that the, the film obviously was expired, but I didn't know how expired it was. Right. I didn't know if it was from the 70s or what. So I, when I was shooting with it, I was kind of bracketing all over the place. And there's a couple examples up of shots that were... It, it ended up being pretty much I could have shot it at, at box speed. Mm. Some that are way overexposed, which gives it... People might like this. Dane loved it. Yeah, Crazy, super grainy super cool look hmm. that people might really like. There, there are always people online saying, how can I get that really greeny look? There you Man, go. Kod- shoot Kodachrome and overexpose it by three or four sh- stops and uh, that might give you right. just what you want. That, that might be a new secret. And so. of course, if you want Kodachrome film, you can go on the eBay and uh, there's always five or six off. So that stuff's shoot, easy to find. If cheap, I shoot yeah. some Kodachrome, uh, and can you send it out to uh, Photo Lab and they'll develop it or they'll be like... <laughs> uh, there are select Photo Labs that will process it as black and white. Right. Um, we were just talking, thinking that... But it has a thick remjet layer. Uh, well, Phil like, do it. Um, Phil will uh, do it. I don't think that the darkroom will do it. I think that uh, Sharp Photo, mm. Spencer was doing it, a Sharp Photo f- yeah. for a while. I don't know if they're still off of their services, but certainly Little Film Lab. Yeah. Because uh-huh. they're used to dealing with the remjet, and they're doing everything by hand. Right. And you can do it. Yourself as well too. So the the only difference that I found with the reason I kind of went for it was because I've been shooting this vision film and I'm I, now I'm used to taking the remjet off. Yeah. So I thought, well, the Kodachrome's got remjet. Let me try it. It's sort of the same way, but the remjet is obviously a lot thicker and mm. a lot heavier, and it, it was a real scrub to get it off the back. Why so much remjet on? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the, it must well, have something to do with the different, Kodachrome. It's a different. Yeah, process, it has, yeah. I, I don't know if it's actually it's it's a it's a coating. Well, there's a there's a pure black coating on the back of it, so you call it what you want. But uh, it it did come off with the usual with the same like baking soda solution, you know, and then in the course of processing it. But when I got to the final wash with the vision stuff, when you hold up your negative, there's a little bit of black left on it, and you just kind of wipe it off. The Kodachrome was still completely black, and I had to really rub it pretty hard with with a sponge. Like I just used a kitchen sponge. But uh, so it, it you know it wasn't impossible. Right. I didn't have to like get the wire brush out. But uh, and looking at my negatives, there are a couple little scratches on it which I didn't get from the vision. But just if you want to develop it at home, right? Uh, that's what you can do. I was going to ask you a quick question about the Kodak thirty five. Do you do you know what the uh, the sequel to that camera is? Uh, yeah, the range. Well, the rangefinder version, the thirty five RF. Oh, okay. That was the next was that successful to your knowledge? It it was. It was still never as successful as. The Argus, though, because again, the other thing I didn't mention was um, 
the Kodak 35, so when you look at these two cameras side by side, especially even if you imagine this was a rangefinder, this camera cost twice as much as the Argus. Oh, my. So this was the equivalent, the, the Kodak, I'm pointing at it like you, you, can, you can hear what I'm pointing at. The, the Kodak 35 was the equivalent of like $600 in 2014 money. The Argus C3 was like 350 Like it was almost half the price. So oh, no wonder. It's kind of a no-brainer. Like uh, love it or hate the design of the Argus. It's like for half the price, I can mm. get a camera with a rangefinder. Why wouldn't I go with that? You know, to me, that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, really. And the, uh, the Argus also has the, uh, the stick flash that sticks on the side, which is cool. The Kodak has a bayonet mount for a flash, but you would have to use a bracket. It doesn't have any, any mount on the camera to hold a flash. So, you know, and I guess you, maybe you could, you could stick something in the accessory shoe. But, yeah, it's, so it's just a little clunkier to use. The Argus is definitely more elegant. There you go. Is so that, there you have it. <clears throat> is that your report for the day? That's my report for the day. I think I've, uh, I think I've covered it. I'm sorry you can't uh, stay for the rest of the show, but uh, we'll be back with the, I was going to say the real show. <laughs> hey, uh, stay tuned. We're going to be back with the rest of the gang right after this. Now what you're getting me for Christmas? Yep. Got a motor? Yep. Bucket seats? No seats. You stand up in it? Nobody ever has. Give me a hint. Well, you press a button and it gives you a prize. You got me a gumball machine. It's a lot of fun for everybody. It's the simplest one in the world. It's got a motor. You press a button. It's the simplest one in the world. You didn't. It's one step. But you get those free. Hey, FPP listeners. Some really, really great news. The FPP online store, filmphotographystore.com, we now stock darkroom supplies. So if you're already in the darkroom or if you've been thinking about it, now's the time to go to the FPP site. We are now stocking tanks and reels, Kodak D76 black and white developer, Kodak fixer, and the home C41 unicolor kit. That's right, you can do your very own color negative development right in your home it's so easy folks that have been listening and kind of following along as all of us here at the fpp have started doing our own color everyone has been so pleasantly surprised of how easy it really is so jump on over to the film click the store tab and check out our darkroom supplies as well as all of our hand-rolled 35mm film, Kodak Laris film, Fuji film, 110 film, and of course our huge selection of 620 film. Awesome! Thanks very much. Let's get back to some show. Hey, we're back. Wow. So, Matt, you and I have been chatting many months now. Actually, myself, uh, Leslie, and Matt. Sorry, John. Hey, what are you going to do? We tested some film and sent it to DR5. Yes. For them to process for us. Uh, the gentleman's name is Dave Wood. Mm-hmm. He runs DR5. For folks out there listening who are like, what are you talking about? I could shoot film, but I can get a process. What is it? It's... It's a proprietary process that converts your black and white negative into a black and white 
positive slide transparency and they look beautiful there's just no other way to put it they have a almost a metallic look don't they yeah i mean um, hence the, hence chrome in the in the name sure you shot um, eight by ten yeah eight by ten black and white mm-hmm. yeah wow i mean that's they look magnificent yeah it's almost all i shoot anymore and i've got a really sidetrack a funny story about the morning i shot <laughs> these images because you you'd called me this was probably back in june or july yeah. mm-hmm. to get you know on the day hey matt i gotta have these slides it's like well i'm down there right now uh that morning i was shooting the the waterfalls that that are the ones on the light board over there uh, right outside the frame of the first and last image as i was like setting up my tripod i just kind of heard this so this is down in hocking hills ohio it's like south south central ohio uh, in the hills, so it's starting to get, you know, you're all really close to Appalachia, mm-hmm. too. So, I mean... You're in the woods. Yeah, you're really in the woods. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm setting up my equipment, and I hear... Them, <laughs> and I was like... Is that Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Mike just had some bad, bad cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I... Like, periodically, I just hear, like, this, this little moan, and I didn't think anything of it. And then when I'm tearing down my tripod, I heard a really kind of aggressive, and I was like, "Is that is that a bear? Like, what what's going on?" That's so crazy. So like into my, I'm a little shaken by it. So into my phone, I'm like Google, uh, brown bears in yeah. <laughs> in Hocking Hills, and the first thing that comes up is this article that says there be bears in them there are hills like <laughs> just from like this really local newspaper oh article. God. And I'm just like, oh crap! So the bears are back, and uh, what's well, we'll, we'll ask that. Well, how later. far were you from your car? How far were well, you, you know from? You know what? He was a lot closer on the return trip than he was. Distance <laughs> <laughs> just did it faster. Uh-huh. Um, I was probably a good mile and a half with all my gear, you know, all, oh my God. all the stuff from the car because it's it's a good hike from the parking lot to get to those. Um, that's the lower falls, I believe. Uh. And I, I got my stuff out, and then I stepped back where that uh, that one horizontal shot was, and I could see this little. So brown bear just chilling Aww. out. Yeah, well, yeah. Bre- little the little ones. Bear. When you see those, you gotta freak out because you know mom's him. mom's close by. Yeah. She's gonna be somewhere, and she she's not gonna be happy. Who you are, or what you're doing, or no. what format you're shooting on. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so whenever I whenever I go down to Hocking Hills now, uh, the fall was beautiful, by the way. So yeah. the colors and stuff down there. But yeah, if you ever see a little sign down there, it says closed, like. What? It's just a rope. You know, don't, no. don't go over the rope. There's a reason they put the rope on there. It's probably bears. Yeah. Um, so, Hungry bears. Yeah. But risk- Especially now. They're getting, yeah. you know, yeah. well, they're probably hibernating now. Yeah, they're, they're chilling. The I just think of Yogi Bear and the... Hey, how are you Winnie the Pooh. Let's go see if we'll take our picture. <laughs> so you were shooting, the, you exposing your 8x10 black and white that you were going to send for DR5. DR5. Yeah, so I was taking, well, I was taking, like, images for myself, and then uh, you'd give, you forwarded me the notes from um, from Dave about how to expose properly for DR5, and it said, oh, 200 is the best for Ilford. I was shooting HP5, and actually, the way he says to rate it is how I rate it anyway for my black and white negative. So I just did one shot at 200, and I put a little sticker on it for DR5, and then I'd flip it over, and I'd take one for me, hmm. And I was done. Oh, okay. So you have a negative version. Yeah, so I have a negative version that is probably still on. Unpro- well, no, it's probably processed at this point. But, man, they, yeah, they, they did an awesome job with the DR5. It looks, it looks sweet. If you go to our show notes, it's filmphotographyproject.com, and you click on the podcast tab, you will see this show, episode number 114, December 1st. And if you click that, you'll see our notes, and we're going to have some uh, images of our, uh, of our processed 
film are processed chromes, black and white chromes, that are sitting on this beautiful light table. It's Jeff's light table. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's great, right? It's big. It's a nice light table, right, man? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, it's great. We have a beautiful light table set up. <laughs> Did I mention? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it, that is that is a light. The whole table is a light table. Like mm-hmm. it's a table that is illuminated, and you just Hence, put light table. And you put wow. your 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 chrome on there, yeah. and you it's lit, backlit, and it's like amazing to look at. Yeah, it's the only way to really look at those you know, things. It'd be great to hang this on the wall. Yeah, and just back the sure. table, and just pin up. Oh, the table. We clip them on there like X-rays. Like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Don't they make X-ray frames box. that you can uh, backlight? Oh, probably. They should make light table or light frames. So you could display your eight by ten negatives. Yeah. Uh, and I see. There's also a role of twenty that. You work film. for a lighting company. Come on. Uh, Leslie, uh, is it true that uh, you shot this role? I shot that role. And what it's it, Tri-X. Tri-X three twenty. I um, four hundred normally, and his recommendation was to shoot as fresh as you can and shoot it as three twenty. So I did. Oh, I'm getting confused yeah. with the four by five. Four yeah. by five is three twenty. Four yeah. by five is three twenty. Tri X one twenty roll film is four hundred. Is now four hundred. Oh, they don't yeah. have three twenty anymore. No. Oh, wow. So this is the four the four hundred version. And were you pleased with your results? It's pretty darn amazing. They look good. Are you going to scan these up and put them on your Flickr stream? Sure, absolutely. Wow. John, have you mm-hmm. seen these? Yes, I did. I saw them on the table. You know what's really cool about the DR five that I didn't know um, because I don't I'd seen the site maybe one or two times even before I was really into into it here. You know, doing it for FPP. I thought you could only use the Ag Fiscala because that was like oh. the, that was like the film. Like this is the what you do with this film is you expose it mm-hmm. and send it to DR five and they make it chrome. But then I you know now I know you can do a whole bunch of films, including oh Shmina sixty four. Oh, not only not only Shmina sixty four. I, I sent him a. Plethora. Yeah, a bunch of Shmina films. They also sent him an Eastman stock in there? Oh, or did they send him the MZ3? Yeah, the MZ3. So you want me to... Yeah. These These are hand-rolled stocks unique to filmphotographystore.com. You could buy these hand-rolled stocks... And DR5 has already tested them. As a matter of fact, they clip have tested, yeah. clip tested them. They, over, they already have sort of like a profile on the FN64, mm-hmm. which is a very popular, mm-hmm. uh, much sought-after Shmina film. What do you got, Matt? All right. Well, first up. Oh, I have one quick question. Oh, sure. In those uh, clip tests is a dog. There's a dog. Is that a real dog or is that a, a toy dog? I mean, you would know you're, you have the strudel. I don't know. It looks real, oh, right? It's real. How could they get the dog to stand like that? I mean, sometimes it could be. Treats. I sent DR5 fresh oh, raw stock. Okay. Raw he film, shot it. And they shot it. it. And okay. if you notice, John, in each shot is a dog. So same, when you finish one of those, pass it this way. It looks way. like a real yeah. dog. I'm guessing the dog was real at one time. Hmm. That is a question. I'm, I'm going to get out the for Dave at, uh, DR5. <laughs> oh, you see, to take a look. Uh-huh. Oh, no. It does look real, right? But it's an, well, no, it, but looks, it doesn't move, right? I don't know. The mouth looks like it, it's it's moved. So it might just be the angle. It could be just a very well trained dog. Oh, it could wow. be taxidermed with a, hin- a hinged jaw. Is the dog yeah. in there. This is such an no. FPP tangential conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first up, okay. we have uh, on his clip test the uh, Svima two hundred in one twenty. And he said, um, "That's less normal." Favorite. My personal favorite. He said the D Max is three point seven five. It's pretty good. Was good. It, well, explain this. It's, it's like reading a, a blood work. It's, it's a measure. <laughs> yes. It's a measure of just how um, how dense the, the the darkest darks are. Compare that to the the clear base, and it gives you 
it gives you a, a number which is a logarithmic function and the, the, the higher that number is the more long dynamic range you have into it the more smooth uh, metal and uh, metallic tones you can get out of the. the so image. what kind of number are we looking for here? We're looking for anything <laughs> over anything over three and a half is going to be really good. It's going to be good for this process. Um, looks like he says possible ranges for the Svima 200 are anywhere from ISO 25 to 250. Do you have to I, do you have to tell them what ISO you shot it at? If that's what's best, yeah. Okay. Um, especially if it's going to be over. Uh, over box speed, and okay. it looks like he says uh, normal ISO for the film is 100. So for that process, for this for this process, normal is going to be 100. And, and he said it has a similar look to the Svima 64, which we have up next. And here I'll pass this around. And so Leslie look, could look at the dog. We can look at the dog. <laughs> next up is the Svima 64. And normal for this film, factory speed is 64. Um, this has a D max of 3.9. That di- better than the other one. Better than the other one. So uh, it's going to have. Well, a, what makes that? Di- what makes the, the 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 factor better in the film? Actual um, film. Okay. Did you have bagel today, John? No, I had that crappy sandwich. Oh, uh, that fooled you up. <clears throat> yeah. So what makes the difference between the sixty-four and the two hundred, Shmina? Sure. Like you talk, you talk about which is it, a D factor. The D max. D max. D factor. The D. <laughs> uh, the the very base is you want a the higher that number on the D max the more the more nice tonal range you're going to have on the image mm-hmm. um, that means that darker that the the black is going to be that's measurable through a densitometer mm-hmm. um, so yes it is real the dog is sitting and <gasps> the dog is standing I told you it was real the, they're high like terriers are highly motivated like if you just throw food in from them they, he'll become a little statue anyway <laughs> now we have to know all right anyway so um, yeah the higher that D max number is just the the longer the the effective range of that that film is going to be a normal slide film yes has a d-max of around three so oh. you're actually getting a longer range out of this stuff more beautiful tones from black to, to that clear film base mm-hmm. on on our dr5 chrome so that's what makes this process so much more special than doing it at home with a standard reversal process you're not going to get close to that d-max okay doing it's it at home so and it looks like of all of these no yeah, looks like on all of these, the Svima 64 is going to be the best one for... For our in-house film, it's 35 millimeter 120. It turns out that Shmina 64, FN 64, excellent. the cult film, fresh, excellent. Kicks butt, baby. For DR5. Excellent results for DI5 reversal to get a slide. Yeah. Real it's- dog. Real dog. Why is the dog in the test shots real? The tail's <laughs> moving. Oh, well, maybe it's on a hinge. It's possible, it's on a wire. but you, dog. this it's would on a be wire. a lot of efforts to fake us out. Yeah. Okay. It's a well-behaved animal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Highly trained. What other stocks do you test? Uh, well, first off, the possible range, like the, the shooting oh, okay. range on the Svima 64, if you're going to buy some from FPP, shoot it anywhere from 32 to 200. But remember, if you don't label it, it's going to be treated like it was at 64. 64 is it's standard. great. Great. Well, can I ask you? <laughs> what if you forget to, oh. to put down your your how you rated it? Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect the film? Make it more dense, more you need to know. less contrasty. Uh, it's going to. What happens if you process it with, at a different well, uh, rating? Such as the two hundred. He's thinking one hundred's best, and mm-hmm. he shot it at two. Because they're so into this dog. Keep it all together. Put it oh. No, look at this. He's moving all over the place. What do you mean? Look at the look at the feet. Look, look at the, the feet on this, Michael. 
What is that? Oh, his tongue is out. His feet moved. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm, I'm going to call him in about a minute. His dog is what, real. What Legs stop? went from this to this. Yes. What stock do you have there, man? This is the Svima 100. Uh, good, good D-Max, 3.7. Uh, it seem, he says this seems a little sharper than the Svima 64. For real. And for a, a 35 millimeter film, that's that's good news. Um, normal, he's saying normal on this. It looks like ISO 50 and uh, range from 20 to 125. So a little tighter range, but it's a really fine grain 100 speed film. So yeah, that one looks pretty good. And then our last one, this guy kind of like fell off our clip test. For a yeah, take a look at the dog. He's all over the place in this image. He's real, guys. Okay, this guy's head down and all that stuff. The dog is real. <laughs> we don't know the dog's name. We don't. We need a name. Barfy. All right. <laughs> and then uh, the final note, this is the, the MZ3 35mm. Okay. Also another cult film. Yeah, and it... Um, that's, that's, a low, that's a low ISO film. What did he shoot it at? Um, let's see. The second roll, this was tested at ISO 12, and that seems normal for this film. Kind of a question mark on the range... <laughs> But if 12 is normal, you're probably going to be good from 6 to 25. That'll be, yeah. so that'll be fair. So this is a low ISO film. Very now, low. are we getting any benefit from using a lower ISO film? Is it a sharper film, do you think? Um, let me see. Oh, these rolls were a little on the fog side. So oh. remember how you said, um, you, you had mentioned, you, you had asked me earlier why we want this fresh. So this is a fogged film, and if you can tell, just look at the... Just look at the sprockets mm. and the rebate of it. Oh, yeah. Do you see how it's just not quite black? It doesn't go all the way black. Yeah. Now, now if you look at it, <laughs> and you look at one of these bad boys that has, that has, really clean, has a really clean dark black on it, you just have, you're getting more contrast. The higher mm. that D-Max is, the more contrast you're going to have. The higher potential contrast you're going to have in your image. It's all dependent mm-hmm. on... So it's, if you have any kind of fogging going on in your film before you send it to DR5, yes. it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be flat. Now, why would that MZ3 have fogging? I have no idea. We just don't know. don't know. I have a quick question. You, I don't know. You Maybe. mentioned about, Ag, was it Ag for Scala? Film? Scala, yeah. Now, what if you have some rolls in the refrigerator, like 2004, expired Scala. I know that film's designed to make a reversal, but because it's expired, is that like you should avoid? Well, you're kind of like, you're not getting the most out of it if it's not going to be a fresh You better off using fresh Tri-X or Shemina. Probably. Probably fresh uh, Tri-X, T-Max, HP, any of the Ilford stocks. Fresh. And in fact, here, here's a quick, here's a quick listing on the back of Dave's card, actually. This is existing card, so the hand-rolled Shemina's not on there yet. The Shemina's not on there, but um, ones that are good to, good to go for the process. Efki uh, Films, good to go, even though they're recently discontinued. ADOX, Scala. May I ask a question? Was Efki 25? Yeah. What would he rate it at? Oh, so the Efki 25 we have in our fridge, that's still fresh. Yeah. Shoot it at 12. Shoot it at 12, yeah. Okay. Usually any of that older stuff, too, you want to give it a stop, so... Um, Adox, Scala 200, Silvermax 160, mm. FOMA, uh, FOMA Pan R, Kodak, uh, the, 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 Triax, uh, rate that at th- Triax uh, 400, Triax 320, TMAX 100, TMAX 400. Now, TMAX 100, rate at 100, TMAX 400, uh, oh, he says 125. Ooh. Wow. I wouldn't have thought that. Wow. Yeah. Probably get a huge range out of it, though. HP5, 400, FP4, 100. SFX 320. SFX, will so, you get your in- infrared look? If you filter it, yeah. If you filter it. Yeah, but that's actually higher rated. That's interesting. Oh, SFX, SFX is 200. It's 200. 320 on here. Oh, what, is it rated at 320? 320. 
320. He Great. says Slap for normal. Great. filter on it and you're back to two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Delta 100, 64. Delta 400, 200. Delta 3200, 400. Wow. Oh. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. I guess, once again, it's personal preference. Like, the idea of shooting a 3200 is to shoot it at 3200. Yeah, I'm just reading. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm reading what he says here for normal ISO. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Pan F. uh, He has 25 for that. Ortho Plus. Poly Pan F. (laughs) Need to try it. Yeah. Uh, Ortho Plus, he has at 20. And then Roly, ATO, it says see the site, dr5.com. ATP at 12. Uh, Roly IR, uh, no filter for that. What? No filter. Don't what? F- don't filter it. How can you not filter your IR? It says IR no filter. Fil- I don't know. It says no filter. What do you get? It'll just get, it'll be a little bit flatter, and it's but not. You have a glow. Correct. Yeah. Well, Roly doesn't have the glow. It's sharp. I want the infrared. That's right. You could have the glow. Uh, and then retro 80 at 80. Retro well, it's 80. It's a frame. At yeah. 80 at 80. 80. And that's, that's it. So, But if you guys want the full list. You can go to dr5.com, or if you're hitting from your smartphone, m.dr5.com, like the mobile version. Is that right? Yeah. M. So, uh, any, I love the results. And actually, I, I have a price sheet kind of ready to go for any, if anybody wants Sheet. To. You may be asking, folks out there listening, what does it cost? What does it cost? What? What does it cost? Does it cost? Dr. Five. <laughs> they call me Dr. Five. I am the Doctor of Five. So, 35 millimeter. Oh, wow, they do a lot of films. Holy jeez. You'd think they'd only do like the, you know, the normal stuff. 35 millimeter, 15 buck. Okay, uh, that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 35, they can also uh, mount them and put them in a box for you, too, so for projection. Slide and mount. And that yeah. makes it 19 buck. The whole roll of mount. Yeah. Okay. Cut, you know, Doesn't cut matter how many exposures. And then you can put them in 30, no. 36 exposure. So, so I'm, I'm guessing the, the price is for 36. Yeah. 36 and then you can put it in your Kodak carousel. There's one price for three different films. 120. Yes. 127. <gasps> really? And 620. Wow. All 14.75 per roll. Oh. Interesting. So, of course, of course, your 620 film and your 120 film is the same film these mm-hmm. days. Yep. So if you're shooting your beautiful... 620 box camera, some Shimina 64. Fresh. Lovely. Fresh. Make it fresh. From the FPP store. Mm-hmm. Or some T Max, mm-hmm. Tri X. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out and then send it over to DR5. Definitely. And then uh, 220, a little bit of discount. Uh, 220 is 1995. Okay, so you spend five bucks more and you're getting how many you get, more? You get twice. Twice, twice, twice as, as much. Long. All right, and then now we're, now we're into the big boy sizes. Four yeah. by five, 425 <laughs> per sheet. Sheet! Not bad. I mean, this is basically, these are actually better than E6 prices for some sites. So this is good. Okay. 5x7, five 550. 8x10, 985. So 10 bucks. I thought it would have been more. I pay 10 bucks for E6. So this is great. Right. 11x14. Um, oh, here we go. Must call before submitting. Lots okay. of time required. 21 buck a sheet. Oh. Okay. That's, I mean, that's huge. Whoa, wait. I forgot. Last, but certainly not least, 110. <gasps> no kidding. And you can get little baby 110 slide mounts and a little pocket projector. Eight bucks. How cute. Eight. Eight bucks. I'm just talking about the, the uh, Lomo, uh, what's, the, what's the black and white called? Orca. 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 Oh. Orca. The Lomo Orca black and white film. Orca, mm-hmm. the killer whale. Richard Harris. 
Uh, let me ask you a quick question, Matt. Quick answer. Does your because of the process involved, uh -huh. will your scan of your image look different uh, from an, from the positive than if you had a negative? Hmm. Good question. That is a good question. I think the scan is going to be closer than if you looked at it on if you compared it on a or if you looked at it on a light table versus what you got from your your negative film. Obviously, you can uh, you can massage the image a little bit better <laughs> a little song. In, in post with your, your negative image. But really, these, I mean, these are ready to go. I, my, the thing that's going to be hardest for me to do is to scan this and make it look as good as it does on the table. Okay. Because those, I mean, those are pretty much oh, that'd be like, what yeah, I envisioned sure. when, I, when I shot it. So that's, I know what you'd do with them. Excellent. I give them to you. <laughs> you just leave them on the light table I'd with say, a, a note. Uh, could you get these for me? <laughs> yeah, you can take a, a large format four by five or eight by ten transparency, and you can have some fun around the house. If you shoot like a loved one or a child, you could actually just pin it to a window. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean these look. That's fun, right? Yep. These look great. Will the sun fade the the image over the image time? Effort over time? The sun does some awful things to it everything. Really does, so yeah, yeah I, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This just in. Yes. His E6 prices are awesome. Uh, normal E6. Normal or? E6. Yeah. Uh, Nine fifty for thirty-five. Okay. Uh, Eight ninety for one twenty. Okay. Two ninety-five for a four by five, and that's a oh man, that's the biggest he goes. If he did eight by ten, sold. Oh. Okay. I'll, I'll send him to the dark room. That's all right. Okay. But yeah, good prices on those too. So, and what is the website called? Dr5.com. That's it. Okay. And where is he located? Uh, Here in the states. Good yeah, oh, yes. Good question. Yeah. That is a good question. Oh my. Oh, here we go. Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. In Colorado. Colorado. Save it for final vinyl. <laughs> It was fun. Oh. Matt, is there like an overview of DR5? It sure is. Right on their website. It's straight from it. DR5 is a process which produces not just black and white chromes, see, folks know, but images that are sharper, possessing more tonal range than any other means of film processing. Uh, for Scala film shooters, we'll always be able to process Scala film, but whoa, DR5 can also be utilized for yes. producing remarkable interpositives. You guys know what interpositives are? Mm -hmm. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Thus preserving the existence of old negative libraries. So it's basically a hard copy of, of your negatives to remake from. Uh, fine art contact printers will also benefit from DR5 processed enlarged negatives made from the original negatives, sizes up to 11 by 14. One of DR5's perks is, is no digital post required. It reproduces photographically without any crossover. It's the perfect choice for graphic magazine production, archival stock, arch archiving old black and white negative libra uh, libraries as interpositives, and as an original to produce enlarged negatives, uh, cyanotype, platinum, etc., or for backlit display. So that's, that's pretty cool. Let me ask you a question. For the trade shows. Can you buy? Uh, uh, can you buy a backlit frame, com commercially online somewhere? Like, let's say I want to shoot a four by five, and I want to mm -hmm. mat it in a frame that's backlit, and I want to hang it on my wall. Yeah. What if he wants to do that? Let's, let's see. <laughs> um, I've seen some at trade shows. There's there's a lot of different. Um, a light box frame. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Photo glow backlit. LED frames. LED, they run cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's good, so it won't uh, burn up your negative. Four by, is there like 8 by 10 with a 4 by 5 insert? Yeah, whatever. Oh, well, I think... Or you have to mat it yourself, and you slide it in. You just slide it in. You choose may I hold, the frame, may I see frame that? size. DR5. Oh, really, do we want to fix it? Maybe better with all of his... DR5. Know that song, DIY, by John, can you photobomb it? Give me a cannoli. Well, that... <laughs> well, thank you, Matt. Is there anything we missed on DR5? An area um, on his website of shipping costs. Okay. And who he uses to ship outside of the U.S. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. Look, hey, look hey, at this. Look Remember how this. I said yeah. this, this, the reason the range is so good on this and the reason these look so beautiful, these remind me of Kodachromes? Yes. The, he, he even says in here, is why, you know, why, in his FAQ, why is DR5 so expensive? Well, simply put, DR5 is not expensive. It's a unique process, in parentheses, like Kodachrome. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, it's a yeah. very specific chemistry. Yeah, it's a very yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very specialized process. And really, I love the result. There's nothing I want to do to I backlight them. Backlight it, put it yeah. up, yeah. and then yeah. we, when people come up, you could just brag. <laughs> like, oh, oh, these? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And then you, you have a whole story. You have a backstory about the bear. The bear, and yeah. You can, as you age, Matt, Now I need to get a stuffed bear. It'll be it. like, <laughs> it'll be a whole bunch of bears. You could just put strudel in a little bear outfit. Oh, gosh. Have him come strudel. out. Yep. Do the bear. Do the bear. <laughs> like I was just saying, Do by the, the time, you, you know, decade from now, there'll be a bear attack. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm running just, wildly. Yeah, I, I had I, I five frames, but the bear got one. And that's how I got my light leak in my bellows. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be looking into some backlit stuff. Yeah, this is just a really cool process. And if you guys are on the fence, just, I say try it. Shoot some yeah, fresh. There's, you know, there's a lot of FPP folks. I, I notice they, they always want to keep things on the cheap, do hey. things on the cheap. This is not something you shoot. You don't send all your black and white to DR5. Hey. You send your best. That's yes. right. You want to be accurate with your exposure. Slow down. Take your time. Mm-hmm. It's like slides or chrome. You need to be accurate with your exposure. Yeah, if you've got you know, some uh, good portraits. Oh, wow. Christmas is coming. You could buy yourself one of those little light box frames and mm-hmm. put your picture in there and give it to Mama. <laughs> True. So she'll always know you to exist, <laughs> even though you never call. <laughs> so she'll know who the father of their children are. All right. We've got it covered, Matt. Got it covered. DR5.com. Check All it out, right. guys, and check out Thank some you. of our stuff on FPP. Thank you. For, well, check out our show notes. You can see some pictures on there. Show notes, baby. And uh, we'll be right back right after this. You're the best, Frank. Hey, this is Mike, and I'm thrilled to announce that our good friends at thedarkroom.com are offering 35% off. That's right, 35% off anything from their awesome website. Film processing, printing, metal prints, canvas prints, mugs, holiday cards, and a lot more. Anything at thedarkroom.com for FPP listeners. By using the special code FPP35OFF. That's right, FPP35OFF at checkout to get 35% off anything at thedarkroom.com. Film processing, printing, metal prints, canvas prints, mugs, holiday cards, and a lot more. Now, most of you folks out there are already using the darkroom, which is awesome. And quite a few of you have met either Phil or Keith from the darkroom at one of our fab meetups in the past. This offer is good from today through December 6th, so please act quickly to get your 35% off at thedarkroom.com. Darkroom.com. 
35% off, excludes gift certificates and items already on sale. Hey, everybody. You know, back in 2010, yes, way back, back in 2010, 2010, I started chatting about like, hey, why doesn't FPP, why don't we make our own 620 spools? Because at the time, back in 2010, it was so difficult to find a 620 spool. And of course, 620 film is nothing more than 120 film. It's the same film. The only difference is the 120 spool and the 620 spool are different. 620 spools are much thinner and they fit into the old Kodak brownies, some of the Ansco cameras, and just some of the 1950s, 1960s cameras that quote-unquote took 620 film. There's no reason not to shoot with these cameras. You can get authentic, newly produced, mold-injected 620 spools right in the FPP store, filmphotographystore.com. So you can now roll any of your favorite 120 films right onto a 620 spool. Or if you don't want to roll, you could just buy 620 film right in our store world's largest selection of 620 films and it's growing every day get out those kodak brownies you will be amazed at the amazing images that can be made on those old kodak brownies get out your 620 film 2014 2015 and beyond 620 film thank you much hey we're back leslie yeah you have leslie's bucket list It's my called a bucket camera. Oh, my God, bucket it's a bomb. Camera. I don't even know what that, that is. That is the craziest thing. That looks you know, like, what is it, steampunk? It looks steampunk. Well, this is a Fulmern Schwing Graphic Schwing. Schwing. <laughs> graphic Zero. And uh, it's a cube. Yeah, it's, And the it first looks, time I saw this, I thought, must have. It looks I like must something you have to break have. into by figuring out like it's how everything right right And There's down. very little information about it. Um, well, here, let's put that. No, you're holding it wrong. Oh. I'll put the viewfinder up for you. Sight him. Look right through it and sight him. The crosshairs. Yeah. Anyway, this was when Fulmer and Schwing was a division of Eastman Kodak. Schwing, Schwing. (laughs) Which was, this camera was made from 09 to 1926. Did you fire it? This? Um, No. Here. Whoa. This thing is adorable. It's actually mahogany covered with. uh, 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 Moroccan leather. <laughs> Actually, it's it's complicated. It uh, I would imagine because so. first off, you have to choose your tension. This is going to be how fast your shutter moves, Whoa. and there's little numbers in here, and you have to choose your shutter opening. You see, we have a slit here. There's different openings. That's a long exposure. Yeah. Yeah, and um, if I wind it in the right direction. There needs to be like silent movie music playing. What kind of film does it take? See, there's a smaller slit. And there's a little tiny one. What kind of film? This takes 121 rolls. Oh, you're making my head spin. No, but it's okay because 121, but you can put 127 in here. The spool will fit. Okay. So, uh, 121 was introduced in 02, discontinued in 41, the larger size opening for 127. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's on the top, there's a cool little dial that says if you choose <laughs> tension, one through six. It says that. It does, right here. And you choose the curtain opening of, we'll say, the three quarter opening, 
Tension four is one ninetieth of a second. Wow. So it gives you those numbers. It's, it's like 35 curtains today. There's an actual opening for its speed. So we have to do both of them. It's doing it automatically. And if you're used to working with a focal plane shutter on a 4x5 oh. camera, this yes. is the exact this same as that. This is the exact same. Yeah, just smaller. Just smaller. F-stops at the top. Little swingy window here. Swingy window. Little Swing. swingy window here. <laughs> This is the part that cracks me up because when you when you take a picture of this, I had to buy two of these. How did you find two of those? Well, that was <laughs> I needed parts from one to finish the other, oh. so I had to buy two. The top is very unique. It has a flip-out finder with crosshairs, but there's also at a 90-degree angle a mirror. So actually, oh. it looks like I'm facing this way, but I'm shooting Michael. Oh, stealth! Oh, that's crazy. Isn't that wild? Because I can see. Oh, hey, hey there, Mike. So um, it's a peeping camera. It is, but then, but then the whole part that's so ridiculous on the front is a flap. This is what takes a picture. The flap comes up. Oh, there's the picture. But I don't excuse care. you. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you are, you know, 90 degrees from someone. I think that's pretty darn obvious of what's going on. Now, now that I'm looking at it more, it looks like those, what is that, is that a 12-cell battery? Like the well, batteries those, that those go little battery packs, but I just think you need to put a plunger on top, because to me, it looks like, I call it the, the detonator. Yeah, just because they <laughs> acne on the back. And you yep, exactly. So um, That's a very unique camera. Uh, this is the one I've always wanted. This is it. And did I, that, and did that, did that just walk in? No, this oh. did not walk in. This was a, this was a Bay Surge, eBay Surge. Uh, one of them came with a case that's in re- relatively good condition yet, Ooh, considering. Purple felt on the inside. Look at that. Uh-huh. How did you know even to look for such a case? Oh, probably looking through some old photo magazine, I suppose. And, and, just like, and I thought, what the heck is this? It does have a time exposure. <laughs> Click, oh, done. Oh, or an instantaneous. So now, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Where was this manufactured? Did I miss that? Rochester. Rochester. That's it. That's an American-made yes, camera. This is. It's Foreman Schwing. They used to make a lot of. Of those were made. I don't know. You see so few of them today. You it's really do, and they're usually them. the leather's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my first one I had didn't have this dial on it, so this was all very confusing. I've got everything's like here's A, here's B, here's C, here an arrow going this way. In this hole, there's a, I've got tension number two chosen, and I'm on a quarter curtain right now. Mm-hmm. What? Does Mike Butkus have the manual for this? He does not. Oh. What is it called? This is called a Graphic Zero. Wow. Graphic, graphic zero. zero. So I have, on my other one, I have this brown plate, and i got to do something out of it, maybe a piece of jewelry. Why would someone, what year did that come out? Oh, two, oh, I'm sorry, 09 to okay. 26. In 1909. Yes, in 1909. <laughs> right. but, you know, people were hearing about this great cruise ship that was being built. Mm. Oh, Full Titanic. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. because in 1909 there were folder cameras available, Absolutely. easier Kodaks. Who, in your mind, you know, who did this appeal to? Maybe the upper crust. Oh, because um, like H.G. Uh, Wells. It was sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> H.G. Wells. It sold, looks very scientific. It, it, about in the middle of its cycle, 1914, it sold for forty dollars. Whoa! So today, nine hundred and seventy. Wait, forty dollars back then? Yes. Whoa. I want to see the top. Oh, wait. People were making $10 a year back then, weren't they? And so today, this is $927 in 2014 money. I'll give you $41. Yeah, I think you won't. You may have mentioned this. Was that expensive for you to purchase? Probably both of them. 
And the first one I got, I didn't realize it was really bastardized. They had tried to modify this 4127 film. Mm -hmm. See, the hole's different. Ooh, yeah. So I'd have to do a little test with a blank roll to get the spacing on this, another crank to wind it up. The hole's not in the right place. Ooh. So there's numerous holes cut in it. Oh, um, yes, and like the plate was missing, and I, well, this is going to be my skeleton camera. The only thing I wish I could do, and I'm afraid to go to that step, is uh, the shutter. It is cloth. I'd like to make it a little more accurate, a little speedier, clean up the track, that kind of thing. Thinking, oh, and back, and back to the thing, I paid about $100 for each camera. Did Mark see that? He did not. Uh, don't you think so. he would covet it? He might. I think he would really enjoy this. Well, um, mostly I heard something outside. Take a look yes, over here. Yes. I think there's a bear over around the corner. You better start <laughs> towards your car. Have you shot with that yet? I'm not, but I will shoot with this. I'll put it on the full opening in the back, probably something very slow, and I'll, I'll use that as my exposure, mm -hmm. something slow, because there is tripod socket. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love this. This is just so, so unique crazy. and crazy and cool and... Um, it looks like a scientific instrument. It doesn't can, look like a camera. I, I can die happy now. I've got my bucket camera. So, you know what? Let's do this. Mike, bucket camera. My bucket camera? Your, your bucket camera. You have them all. I don't think I have a bucket camera. Matt? Keith Canham, 14 by 17 <laughs> with a 12 by 20 back. He barely could take a breath. And? I don't know. It's some kind of nice Leica or Noblex. Oh. You can come back to me. I have a. Oh, and Mike. This is, this is like asking Mike to choose any camera. I really, well, me I think I really want like a, a, a nice, smooth 1960s Roloflex, not a TLR. The the other, what do you call it? Crank, Sierra Crank. You know the Roloflex. You, you know, like uh, looks like the Mamiya 645. Did they make one like that? Um, they they didn't make one one like that until the. Hasi. I want a Hasi. There you, you go. Want a Hasi. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. You want mine? <laughs> I haven't shot its uh, porn shots yet okay. because I restored this one. Um, Weathers and porn shots. <laughs> camera porn. porn. Yeah, oh. what, is what is camera porn? Camera porn is when you do a sexy shot of your camera. Oh, stuff we yeah. do all the time while recording the show. Yes, camera porn. Shooting pictures. And so, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and I still have the other one inside. You can see the the rough cutouts and uh, in the um, wooden box part itself. So it'll be kind of cool to see it if you care. So Leslie, give it I, I have a question because yes. only full, the only Fulmer and Schwing cameras I've ever heard of Schwing. or seen were all view cameras. Like uh, they they used to make the up up toward the banquet cameras. Yes, they I didn't know they even made smaller. Cameras. Well, I'm thinking this is the maybe the very beginning for them because it mm -hmm. wasn't long after this was the split split, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys are full of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's nice. Graphic John. Zero, full Mern Schwing, Eastman, Rochester, right on the little roundy. Wow, that's cool. Yep. But, uh, what was the first, like, mass manufactured camera? Does anybody know that off? It was the Kodak. The Kodak. The, the Kodak. Kodak. 1888. Mm -hmm. Wow. See, here your mom was born, wasn't it? <laughs> hey. Oh. <laughs> Leslie now with the mom jokes. All right. Good, Good one. Thank you, anyway, Leslie. that's my bucket Thank camera. You very much. When we come back, we're going to be hearing about uh, a book of the month. Well, he caught me doing a not so great job wrapping a great Christmas gift. A Kodak Tele Instamatic 608 camera. It's almost like giving two cameras because it has two lenses. Okay, Star, do your stuff. Look how the telephoto lens can make the best part of your picture bigger. A Kodak Tele 608 camera doesn't cost a great deal of money, but it gives a great deal of pleasure. And like all Kodak gifts, the Tele 608 camera says, open me first to save Christmas in pictures. 
breaking news. Go to your family's basements, your family's attic, drawers. Turn things upside down and look for your family's 110 film camera. Yep, 110 film is back. The film photography store is now stocking fresh 110 film. And if you don't have a camera, 110 new and vintage cameras. That's right. Filmphotographystore.com. Support the FPP. Check out, try, revitalize your interest in 110 film. 110 film is back. You thinking about trying it? You've never shot 110? Now's the time to do it. Filmphotographystore.com. We're carrying the new Lamography, the Orca 110 black and white. That's 100 ASA, 110 film. The Lamography Tiger. Tiger 200 film. That's 200 ASA color film. The very last batch, 2010 expired. Fuji film. 110, 200 ASA. John Fideli's favorite. And the Lamography Red Scale. Lobster. 110 film. Amazing. And most recently, and most exciting, a brand new color slide film. Lamography Peacock 110 color slide film. Awesome new 110 film stocks. Now's the time to check it out. Filmphotographystore.com. It helps the FPP. Very appreciative of all the folks that have been to the Film Photography Store. Please do check it out. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Matt, what's this? uh, Fitty Portraits by Gregory Heisler. Wow, so maybe we've already even talked about this. I don't care. We're talking about it again because you need this book. Okay. I I didn't even bring my copy with me, but we're going to take a a quick little look at it online. uh, Matt, I'm glad that my uh, Samsung uh, Android pad has been very helpful for you. Yeah, it's mine now, sorry. So 50 Portraits. uh, Well, first off, uh, have you guys heard of Gregory Heisler? No. Uh, you've probably seen his work. He was a very prominent uh, photographer for Time magazine. He did a, a ton of covers, uh, the early to mid-90s through the early 2000s. Um, that really famous cover of, uh, of Giuliani right after... Um, 9-11? Yeah, right after 9-11 where he's on the rooftop. That was Heisler. Uh, a bunch of, uh, a lot of stuff with Clinton, Heisler. He did a lot of... George Clinton? Portraits. George, George, George W. Clinton. Get the funk out. No, but Fifty Portraits. It's an excellent book. It has a lot of, um, a people, lot of, a lot people of. We know portraits or just portraits. Yeah, actually, the people. first uh, one of the first pages. It's the is, boss. Yeah, the boss himself. Oh. Really, really great portrait. That was. I think that was a digital oh. portrait shot not too long ago. Hey, they call Bruce Springsteen the boss. What do they call Frank Sinatra? Chairman of the board. Yeah. Heisler's Fifty Portraits just. Tons and tons of great, a lot of celebrities, a lot of prominent figures, a lot of his Time magazine covers. Uh, shot everything from medium format through 8x10, mm-hmm. a lot of color, a lot of black and white. But uh, one thing that Heisler is very well known for is his, uh, yeah, just his lighting style and his environmental portraiture. So all of his portraits tell a little bit of, of the story of the person in them, and the lighting a lot of it's artificial, but it's it looks so natural, natural because he does a ton of work to make it to make it look like it's right. not. Over, How about the shot of the boss? The shot of the boss that has. Um, Does he give a little that's, tech spec or little tech behind the scene of? Yeah, that's actually how the whole book goes. Oh, so wonderful! There's, there's a little oh, backstory. Some of them have a um, just a crudely drawn yellow. Sure. Like, here's uh, <laughs> here's one page, and he was taking a shot of. I believe that's Denzel. 
Denzel. Oh, Denzel. Yeah, he's got a he's got a little oh, picture and showing how that. he li- how he lit that with oh, natural light and then adding in the artificial lighting to it. I'll bring the book in. I actually had it. Yeah, like I had a, a chance actually not only to meet uh, Greg Heiser. Whoa. He signed my copy of the book. Oh, that's, wow. that's and this was did last he endorse the FPP debonair? <laughs> did he endorse? Yes. Like any legal I'm going to ask you I, another I told question him about the debonair actually because oh, okay. I see him at trade shows every now and then. Oh, Would you do. spell his last name? Heisler. Yes. H e i s l e r. Thank you. Um, and you can always tell uh, when you're when you're seeing a video or, or just from a photo. Greg Heisler always has these very unique glasses, kind of similar to Leslie's, and he's always got a bow tie on. According to the Twelfth Doctor, bow ties are cool. Yeah, Doctor uh, Who. <laughs> so the uh, the whole title of the book is Gregory Heisler: Fifty yeah. Portraits, Stories, and Techniques from a Photographer's Photographer. Mm. So, oh, uh, there's nice. just a lot. There's a lot of great stories in here. Um, it's a coffee table book, or is there a paperback no, edition? Yeah, no, it's coffee table only. It, it's this is actually his first book. Oh, really? Too. So um, it's definitely in your best interest to get a copy of it. You can go and buy it on Amazon for twenty five bucks. Oh, if that's pay, nothing. If you pay, I think five or ten bucks more. Midwest Photo Exchange actually still has some signed copies mm. from when he uh, from when Visited? he did. His, they yeah, have one less visited. than they did before you started talking. All mm. right. Yeah. I'll make sure. Yeah, I Wonderful. highly recommend it. If you are into lighting, if you're into portraiture, if you're into large format, any of those things, heck, just reading some great stories about exactly. how some images came together. Fifty Portraits is a great one to pick up. It's in the. It's uh, been out for well over a year at this point. Uh, it might be harder to get a hold of, but I highly recommend it. It's how much ex- is the autographed edition? Thirty-five dollars. What's twenty-five oh, plus ten? That's so reasonable. Two down. Yeah. Is it soft cover or hard cover? Hard cover. It's huge. It's uh, it's like eleven fourteen size oh. book. So hmm. makes a nice Real. gift too. It's yeah. It's an excellent gift for a photographer. Yeah, or, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Three down. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas yeah, is coming in a couple of weeks, that's Mike. That's right. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. I uh, would like to point out that uh, our FPP listeners that use the FPP online store have been very kind to us to tell us that you know people are ordering their stuff on Thursday or Friday and then Monday it's in their box. It is nice. amazing wow. yeah, how fast awesome. it is. Yeah. Talking about here in the U.S., if you're yep. overseas and you don't choose a speedier method like express mail, it could take a few weeks. But even that, we've had some customers in the U.K. that are like within like two weeks, like bingo. Christmas is coming. It's a great time to uh, sort of raid the FPP store. Mm. Uh, Do you have like Christmas specials and stuff? Well, uh, yes. Stocking full of film. Cute. I don't know if it's sold out. You can buy uh, some very, very popular the Eastman Double X film, mm-hmm. a very limited Beautiful. amount, because when I unspool it mm-hmm. <laughs> and roll it, yeah. I wind up with the beautiful gold Eastman real, mm. authentic Hollywood 35 millimeter film can. Mm. Yep. So I you could buy it. a lot of 35 millimeter roll film in the can. Nice. That makes a perfect gift. That would uh, open my eyes up on Christmas. Really? John's yeah. hinting here a lot. Ding! Yeah. Well, you talk to my wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She'll be like, Mike, what should I get John for Christmas? <laughs> and John's like, oh, a cat! <laughs> Mama! <laughs> uh, you can get that. I also recommend, uh, if they're still available, um, we sell the Kodak Flashmite 20. My favorite 620 film camera has a built-in flash. Mm. It takes little peanut balls, but if you have children or dogs around, be careful. You don't want people eating those. Right? No. No. Too crunchy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if you do have a 620 camera, loads chock-a-block of film. And, of course, the always, always, 
Always favorite Polaroid automatic land cameras. Yes. Oh. Always favorite. Always put a smile on people's faces. I'm constantly getting emails, people asking questions about Polaroid automatic land cameras. And and FPP has a sweet deal on shipping electronic oh. flashes <laughs> for those Polaroids, so yeah. you don't have oh. to necessarily use the incredibly expensive. Leslie, we can't keep those in stock. The FPP 268 Deluxe. Yes. It's a bracket and an electronic flash snaps on. And PC adapter. Right in the side. Cord, yes. Or the 490, which mm-hmm. is the uh, for the uh, 420 automatic. It slides right. on clip, and you put your flash on. Same thing. I do get an occasional person who has the film sweats, mm-hmm. like intense film sweats about the X, X-Sync, oh. M-Sync, the map. Yes. Like, forget it. There's just, only one place it plugs just in. plug no. it in, yeah. shoot it, have fun, don't worry. Yep. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about very, it. Very, very sweet accessory to add to your pack Gee, camera. Sweet. Super sweet. Hey, kid, you're worried too much. Exactly. On that note, yes? No, Please. Go no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, maybe we ought to cut this in for a really earlier episode What's to that? get this moving. What's that? This is the FPP BW200. BW. So. Yeah, Why don't we just talk about it like... We're, uh, it's December. Well. So what? Well, uh, get it back get it moving. Show? Because you got to got, I mean, do what we got to do. The other yeah. shows are so so packed. Oh, do what you got to do. Yeah, I know, but, we'll, you know. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll it. We'll get it out of here. Hey, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. If you love the FPP and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project. And you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you could easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. Everything that's received is used for the Film Photography Project and its podcast for our monthly giveaways and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. Mm, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Leslie, uh, a few months ago, I uh, acquired an amazing amount of 35-millimeter uh, black-and-white surveillance film, film that was meant to be in a large surveillance camera. Uh, our good friend Mark O'Brien said, you know, two, guy. Yeah, <laughs> 2,000 feet of film, by the way, is a lot of film on a core. Got loaded into some type of uh, camera, movie camera that clicks one frame off at a time, oh. sur- you know, doing surveillance in, in let's say, uh, if you had a trucking company, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you know, or a bank, a bank lobby. Maybe every time the gate opened, right. see who's coming in or out. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It would click off one frame at a time because the world is going digital. We've entered the digital dark age. Uh, this private surveillance company, uh, thanks to our good friend Michael Fortner, who is a listener, mm-hmm. he tipped me off. He's like, hey, Mike, 
I got a tip for you. I bought an amazing amount of this on the the seller says it's Ilford film. Hmm. Leslie has shot it. I have shot it. Mark O'Brien has shot it. Somehow we don't think it's Ilford film. We don't know what it is actually. Mm-mm. I mean, it could even be Kodak film. Could be. Question is, who made surveillance film? Mm-hmm. It's a two a true two hundred ISO film, mm-hmm. black and white. Mm-hmm. It's in date. It's you know it's beautifully mm-hmm. dated. It's new. Mm-hmm. It's tested well. Mm-hmm. It has a blue base. Yeah. But mm, what do you think? Base. Well, Ilford doesn't traditionally make their 35 with a polyester base. It's an okay. acetate, and this is polyester. Mm. What's the difference mm. between a polyester and a... A little thinner, but incredibly strong. Okay. Acetate's a little meatier, thicker. The type of film that would, like, let's say, ruin an automated film lab uh, processor. Well, you can get, if it's, <laughs> if it's polyester, yeah. you can get more on this reel. You can put more time in there before you have to change that reel because it's thinner. Okay. So advantage to the end user. Um, it's okay. That's one clue. That's one clue. Movie hole sprockets. Oh, mm. sprockets. They're a little rounded rather than the squared off. Oh. Does that mean is it because of the surveillance equipment or was Probably. this actually used in motion, as motion pictures? I don't know. Okay. Mysteries. The little, mystery mounts. The mystery mounts. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe it looked a little Fuji-ish. Hmm. A little Fuji-ish. Uh-huh. Hi. Found no evidence that they really made surveillance film. Ilford still makes surveillance surveillance film. I think it's called P4. Mm. But this isn't it. This isn't it. Okay. I think it's, there again, an acetate base. The blue of anybody that's ancient and ran Plus X years ago, it had a light blue tint to the base. That's what this has. And this has it no matter which developer we've been using. And as of yet, I have gotten zero writing on the rebate. No writing on the edges, no frame numbers, nothing. And I don't think that you've got it, and and Mark O'Brien hasn't. Whoa. Uh, It is, as you mentioned, true 200. Yes. Speed's good. Long, long long tonal range. Very long. It, It just has all... It's got 50 God, shades, it's 50 shades of gray. Yeah. <laughs> it would have to because it would be in sun and in it, there's shade a, exactly. and, and in dark. So you um, I personally, I use Dectal for my go-to, or not Dectal, I'm sorry, Xtal for my go-to developer, and I don't really, I'm not fond of it in Xtal. D76 results that Mike has and HC110, uh, giving it a little bit more snap mm-hmm, and really mm-hmm. bringing it up to a, really, a nice place. I would typically think if I'm going to use X-Tall, I'm going to have to put a, maybe an orange filter on it, not even a yellow, a little more separation. It pushes incredibly well. I've shot it at 800. Oh, pushing means right. shooting it. It's rated for 200, but you shoot at 800 ISO. And compensate with your developer. And I'm using a That's very, interesting. very, very um, <laughs> uh, old and well-known developer for this called Diafine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with the 1960s She's So Fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, and it's usually a four times faster. So if you shoot Tri-X at 400, you'll shoot it at 1600 for Diafine. They just have one push that they go to. It's not adjustable. Very nice developer. But it pushes beautifully, mm-hmm. beautifully. Um, I, I like it very well for portraits, what Is I've it? done with it. My yes. test roll for 800 was portraits. It's amazing. You so, shot uh, FPP sometimes listener and always FPP walking workshop attendee. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. You mm-hmm. met her at the FPP Cheyenne walking workshop. Cheyenne Garns, yes. 
and she I'm doing her high school senior pictures this year. Oh, she's, you are? She's very, she loves the vintage look. She's got her little um, uh, Lucille Ball spotted waisted dress on, you know, and she's holding a box camera, and it's strictly window light, no fill, and it is a beautiful shot. It's on my Flickr site. Oh, and if you can. She's using that for her yearbook picture? She won't use that one because, she, not for the yearbook itself, she's looking down. Oh, Typical will you, will you be taking eyes. another one? I will be taking, I've taken many pictures of FPP, her already. FPP, black and white 200? Um, what do you think, which one will wind up in the yearbook? Right now, it's a Tri-X shot. Okay, that's fine, I like but, Tri-X. Yeah, yeah, so, but we're not done. We're going to wait till fall and do some more, and okay. I'll probably do some um, uh, Shvima 125 It's just it's satisfying, so. like, uh, not to get off topic, but mm-hmm. I shot Mark Dalzell uh, with my camera on an FP100C. So yes. his passport is my shot of him. Uh-huh. That's kind of cool. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're famous. <laughs> so, and you know, we've had, we've had comments about uh, who's making the Shemima film. Come on, tell me who is. You know, oh, my we God, get endless. All the, As of yeah. right now, it's been kind of quiet about this. No, no one's asked anything. Boom, we're going to get letters. <laughs> because I have to tell you, this film is cheap. Cheap. You could buy 100 oh. feet for 50 bucks. Yeah. unheard of. Whoa. So the way I look at it, and it, it, that slight blue base doesn't affect scanning. It does scan well. Dries pretty darn flat, easy to scan. Um, you know what? It's, it's a panchromatic film. It's got a decent filter response. Scans easy, easy to develop. Right on with box speed. What more do you need to know? Buy some and soup it. Uh, or, as you would say, shoot it and shut up. That's right. <laughs> shut up and shoot. Um, so, you know, you get your kids interested in photography. You can buy a bunch of this film. It's not expensive. No, it's incredibly reasonable. And, uh, load, load up not, and point and shoot. It's got DX coded. Mm. Exactly. Just, uh, distribute it to your, your family. Play hey, with shoot. it. Shoot. Push, push it. Use filters with it. Experiment right. with it. Hey, it's, get off your iPad and shoot. Get off your <laughs> iPad and shoot. Well, I wonder FPP, what... FPP, BW200. I wonder how it would react to the uh, DR5 uh, treatment. Well, see, I was oh. wondering maybe, you know... Send one over there. Send him, send him some. A couple yeah. six, seven hundred feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a fantastic bargain for people. It is. It really is. Grab some while we've got it. goes fast. That's right. It does go fast. It does. All 5,000 rolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. Hey, we're going to wrap up this show. But I will tell you that we will be back for our holiday uh, spectacular. Will there be eggnog? And little yes. Santa hats? Yes. Santa baby. Okay. Cookies? Yes. Ah. Christmas cookies. Christmas cookies. Yes. All right. Hey. How about he's going to spin some uh, Frank Sinatra Christmas records? Yeah. <gasps> there you go. So, uh, hey, we'll see you in two weeks. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. Oh.